This episode of Rod is a Podcast is brought to you by DC Universe. DC Universe is the ultimate DC membership for DC fans, and it's the home of original series like Titans and Young Justice Outsiders, Part 1 and 2. Their comic library also includes over 20,000 titles from classic to recent releases, uh, just like we do on Talking with T-Bird. We have get the classic releases uh, for you from all over the place. And they've got more complete storylines than ever before. And these are all available on your favorite devices. So you can sign up now at dcuniverse.com slash join. Because we're talking with T-Bird now. Miss T-Bird, you cannot change. Oh, Miss T-Bird, you cannot change. And things might get pretty strange. T-Bird is back. I am Rob Sesternino. Thank you, Will from America, for the theme song to Talking with T-Bird. And here she is, the woman who is tracking down survivors left and right. Please oh, welcome back, Teresa T-Bird Cooper. Hello, Rob. Hey, you can run, but you can't hide. We're going to find you. <laughs> We're going to find you. <laughs> yes. And T-Bird, uh, you have tracked down another person from my list today because we are going to be uh, checking in with our second person that we've talked to from Survivor Guatemala, and that is Mr. Judd Sargent. I yeah, T-Bird. Tell Rob, you, know, you, know, you know how hard that you and I have been working on getting Judd, and so many of the fans want to hear from Judd, so it's going to be absolutely fun, fantastic talking with him. Do you think we can understand okay. him? I think between I, his, him, yeah. his well, accent T-Bur- and mine, I yeah. don't know. T-Bur, I, I'm from Long Island. I, I think I can uh, speak Judd. Oh, you can speak Judd for sure. Mm-hmm. No worries. Yeah, I'm not concerned about it. So. To, uh, yeah, you think Judd will be able to understand me? I think so. I think so. I, he deals with I people so. from uh, all over the country. So uh, I, I think that he, he is going to he be does. fine. Yeah. So uh, great, great work on this one. T-Bird, how about the feedback from last time out when we talked to Kelly Goldsmith? Oh, my gosh, it's been it's been fantastic. She she has got such a great, witty sense of humor. So she was I think she could have just been on there by herself talking, talking about her books, talking about a time on, you know, Survivor. And you just listen. You just gravitate towards her. So it's been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, that was yeah, another good one last week with uh, Kelly Goldsmith. So T-Bird is really on fire here all summer long. All right. Before we get to Judd, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Uh, those are our friends over at DC universe t-bird are, are you into comics at all comic books um you well, will be you will be but- when yes, you hear I, about yes, this yes. yes let me hear about it okay it's the ultimate dc membership for dc fans where you can watch read and 
shop, and even connect with other fans. It's the home of DC original series like Titans, Doom Patrol, and Young Justice Outsiders Parts 1 and 2. They've got a comic library, which now includes over 20,000 titles from classics to recent releases and more complete storylines than ever before, like The Man of Steel. That's Superman, T-Bird. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. get you indoctrinated okay. into this. Harley Quinn 2016 and Batman number 50. You could watch new animated films like Justice League versus the Fatal Five and Batman Hush coming soon, along with classic movies like Superman and Superman 2. Who's your favorite Superman, T Bird? Um oh. I should be able to answer that really quickly. Um, is it, what's his name? Um, 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 well, you know, the original, well, no, wait, the original went really far mm-hmm. back. Clark Kent, wait a minute. Hold it. Is this a trick question? Uh, well, who's, I, I want to know your favorite actor what's, that played Superman. Okay. What's the guy with the really dark hair? <laughs> the dark hair. Christopher Reeve. Okay. Oh, did they? Oh, all right, all right. Christopher Reeve, absolutely him. And then who played right after him? I don't know if it's right after, but the other guy that's got dark hair also. <laughs> I guess Superman had dark hair, so everybody that played him had dark yeah. hair. Yeah, I don't. Think, they haven't had a blonde Superman Reeve, yet. Christopher Reeve. Okay. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. So go ahead and uh, check out DC Universe. You can sign up now at dcuniverse.com slash join. That's dcuniverse.com slash join. Okay, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's let's patch in Judd. You ready for this, T-Bird? Let's call him up. Oh, yeah. You know I'm ready. I'm, I'm trying to be calm. I'm being okay. calm here. All right, what'd you what'd you do to what'd you do to get calm? Oh God, before before this? Yeah. Before you mean like right this second or like like within the last hour? Within the last hour. What do you what do you that I think the listeners would like to know your process. Well, you know part of the T Bird startup kit, besides the popcorn, the podcast bell, the eight ball, our run issues, I have to go out and run. <laughs> and I run, listen to this, Rob, I run in an old chicken incubator. It's an what old, you, old, old chicken old incubator. So, yeah, this this little bitty outbuilding I run in used to be an old chicken incubator. Damn. So there's no AC, there's no heat. It's, it's an old chicken incubator. So it's like so hot you wouldn't believe it. So I went out there to do a good run because if I don't, I'll be like all over the place, especially because I was so excited, really excited about having Judd coming in. Coming in today. Mm-hmm. Real excited. Hey, 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 I just saw, I just wanted to tell you this guy I was trying to think of that was good. All right, Christopher Reeve, absolutely on Superman. I know I jumped over. Dean Kane. That's who I was trying to think uh, of with the dark hair. Ah, yes. Okay. De- Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. So anyway, but yes. So I've got, I'm ready. I got the popcorn here, gobs of water, and I'm going to try, keep telling myself, be calm, be calm, be okay. calm. So All right, hang, hang in there. Right, I'm going to patch him in. Hello. Hey, Judd, what's going on? This is Rob. Hey, Rob, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> how are you doing? I'm on, I'm on the line with T-Bird. Hey, Judd. Hey, T-Bird, what's so, happening? I'm so I don't know, but I'm how so you excited. Guys doing? I can't contain myself. Yeah, we're doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, 
Stop it. Oh, stop it. I'm really, really excited. So, so Judd, if it's okay, uh, I'd like to kind of give you kind of a rundown about this and give the listeners a rundown. So, Rob, you want to tell the story of how this this talking with T-Bird segment came, you know, came into being, and that'll kind of be an intro here for Judd. Yeah, Judd, are you good to go right into this? Um, um, let's do it, my man. Okay, good, good. Well, Woo! this this project has been that T-Bird gave me a, an assignment of give her a list of all the people that I really want to talk to on the podcast, and she would be like a bounty hunter and go and try to track that down. And you were one of the first names that I gave her. And she I, I must have been harassing uh, you and your wife for months at this point to finally uh, get you on a call. <laughs> oh, you stop it. Well, thank you so much, both of you. It's great to hear from you. I appreciate that. And, and I just want to tell you this. He gave me the shortest list you've ever seen, and there were only three guys on the list. So as we started this segment, the fans and the listeners started letting us know, sending me messages who they wanted to hear. Your name kept up, kept coming up over and over. So not only did I want you because Rob had you on the short list, all the listeners wanted you as well. So... What we so what we did was I sent after after trying to reach out to you for months and I mean Judd months and months and months I sent Rob a text and in the text I said do you know where Judd works and then Rob immediately Rob immediately sent me a text back and it said and I'm reading it right now it said I don't know where Judd works but I don't think we should stalk him yeah leave so him alone at work. That's that's what he said. So then I decided. Then so, I, so I decided. It. I had to take. I had to take Rob out of the equation, and I had to make this happen myself. So let me just do a li- little break. This is going to be so short on how this happened. Okay. So okay. I passed. Okay, I passed. Okay. I passed through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, through the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> No, okay. All right, that's Elf. I love that Elf. But okay, this is how it happens. You you fly you fly into you fly into Newark. Now, as most a lot of people know, I'm a flight attendant for Delta. So you fly into Newark, which is one of the three airports that services the New Jersey New York area. Yes. You take a twenty minute twenty minute Uber, Lyft, or taxi to Manhattan. You go through the Lincoln Tunnel. Just like Elf, you go to 55th Street and 7th Avenue, and there in the middle of Manhattan next to Carnegie Hall sits the Hotel Wellington, where you will find the hotel doorman for the past 31 years, minus his six weeks hiatus in Guatemala, the one, the only, one of the most requested old school players on Talking with T-Bird, Judd Sergeant! Yay! Woo-hoo! Now that was a great introduction. I'll tell you one thing, both of you guys are in a scumbag. (laughs) You guys definitely are on my scumbag list. Okay. And that that T-Bird said the name of the hotel that you work at, that's okay? Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. Okay, good. Some advertisement for the hotel. Good. Yeah, so, so this is what I say to Judd. Judd? Nothing beats face-to-face time 
Right, Judd? And so we made it happen. We made it happen. Here he is. You sure did. Way to go, T-Bird. Way to go. (laughs) And you too, Rob. Way to go. Thank you. She made it happen, and here I am. Well, Judd, this is so great. We're very excited to talk to you that you were a a, a favorite of mine from way back when. And a couple of years ago, myself and uh, one of my co-hosts, Josh Wiggler, went back and watched your season. And we we fell in love again with watching you (laughs) in Guatemala. Well, thank you, my man. Yeah. And so this has really been uh, high on my list to catch up with you for some time. Oh, that is awesome. Can you give us the update? How how, how have you been? Oh, I've been great. I'm still at my same job for 30 years. Um, Everything's well. My wife's feeling well. She had a little uh, bump in the road there for a little while, and... And she's on the road to recovery. And what happened? I'm happy to end a pig and shit. What, what happened uh, with your wife? She had. Um, she's been suffering from seizures and epilepsy, so she had a pacemaker mm-hmm. put in her brain. Yeah, and also two batteries. So it's. But she's a very, very positive person. So that's how she gets through with this traumatic ordeal is her positive positivity and it, it, it wears off and I wear it now and my daughter and you know that's all you got to do is be positive yeah let's put it this way I'm a tort a lot after this mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm a tort a lot so Judd I've talked to Kristen I was gonna say I've talked to Chris uh, Kristen the last couple of days I have not talked to Judd because I said Judd I want our interview our chat to be totally fresh but I've had to Great opportunity to talk to Kristen, and she is an absolute delight. I already feel like I'm BFFs with her. I love her. I love her to pieces. Yeah. She's oh, great. Thank you. And yeah, she thank was, you. She's uh, a very positive woman. So sweet from, I remember her from uh, the first time through when you guys, uh, when you went through Survivor uh, Guatemala, she was uh, very sweet and great to talk to uh, yeah. you know, all, all those years ago. and. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Sorry to hear that she's uh, going through all this, but happy to hear that she's well, doing okay. You. She's doing very well. Thank you so very much, Baltis. I really appreciate that. And she's, uh, like I said, she's on the road to recovery, and before you know it, she'll be driving soon. Yeah. So she's very positive. Okay. Well, thanks for making some time to talk to us uh, with everything that you have oh, any going time. on. Hey, Judd, you better be careful. Let me, I was going to say, Rob, Judd, you better be careful because your wife is taking your villain reputation and she's totally flipping it the other way because she tells no, you cook dinner no. every night for her. You fluff, yeah, yeah, you fluff her pillows. You're a neat freak that you're like, you have been her, her everything, gotten her through this. So, so much for that villain reputation you've got there, kiddo. Well, I'll tell you what, we both make a great team. I mean, we've been together now for, what, 30-something years? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just make an awesome team, and it's it's easy to have her around me. So I have no problem with that whatsoever, but I'll tell her to don't tell so many people what I'm doing. I still want to be that villain, and I know I am. I know it. I know it. <laughs> uh, Judd, have you kept up with watching Survivor all these years later? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's changed. It's changed dramatically, but yes. I, 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 I feel that it's now's, now's my time. I mean, I like the way they play. You can actually talk, 
at tribal now and vote for somebody else that, you know, when we played, you couldn't say a damn word when you were sitting there. I mean, you can literally change a vote as you're sitting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's changed with all the idols and this and that. Right. But Judd, but Judd, you're a, you're a pioneer trailblazer because you got the first clue. You got the very first clue to a hidden immunity idol way back in Guatemala. Oh, yes, I did. You did. You're now. You didn't yeah, do, but I, I don't know if you did much. All right. Well, let's I let Judd. <laughs> let's let Judd tell the tell the story, the legend of uh, what what ended up happening with this because you were the one that got the clue, but it was Gary that was able to. Uh, he find that right. first, that first idol, and he says that he was able to find it because he was able to tell you that you were not telling him the uh, the right thing. You said uh, that right. it was uh, definitely on the ground, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> definitely on. Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Right, right, right. I had won a reward. I had won won a reward the night before. Yeah. And the reward was I sit around and everybody watch me eat and drink as much as I want. Right. And I get and I get that uh, I get that the 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 idol, uh mm-hmm. the uh the clue. The clue for the idol. So now when I woke up the next morning, I was still like, Whoa. I mean there's no such thing of a hangover when you're out there because there's nothing to do. Right. You had open so bar, kinda, right? That was part of oh, open bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when it started with the open bar, I thought there was because we haven't had like fresh water in forever. Yeah. So I thought there was a craft of wine that was there and it looked like water to me because I'm not a wine drinker. So it looked like water. So I took the whole craft and I just downed it. I realized after the first gulp, it wasn't uh, it wasn't water, but mm-hmm. that's what started me off. And then I woke up the next morning. I, I had a little bit of my cigar left because I was also given cigars great cigars too. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I was feeling a little happy the next morning and I went and, uh, made up this whole big lie. <laughs> yeah. I had told Stephanie first, so she was kind of the only one that knew, I believe, mm-hmm. unless she went and told somebody else. But, you know, then I went and said that it's definitely not on the ground. And, um, I started looking up mm-hmm. and Gary was there looking at me. Gary, way to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that was it. But wasn't that when Stephanie and the is it the Nake the NACU members, isn't that when they thought you were no longer trustworthy and voted you out after Bobby John because of that little that that, that lie that you told to Gary? No, they No, they knew knew way before that. I was so happy when Jamie and Stephanie came in there. Because I wasn't, I wasn't clicking with the Nakum. I wasn't clicking with anybody, really. You know, except for like Bobby John. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't really clicking. I, I didn't. Let's put it this way: I didn't feel the love. Right. So then, when Jamie and Stephanie came in, I was like, "Oh, yes, this is great." Stephanie's from you know from Philly. She's a from the East Coast, and mm-hmm. and then you got Jamie from Georgia. I didn't understand a word he was saying, but it was great when he came in. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was great. I, I was ready for a whole new game. I was like, wow, this is going to change my game right now. And it did because, like I said, I wasn't feeling too much love over there by any of Nakum. So when I saw them, I was real happy. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they got there, I told them right away, listen, I'm with you guys right now. So as soon as they came into camp underneath my little uh, 
camp that we had, I told him right away, listen, I'm with you guys, you know, and that was it. Judd, can you talk a little bit about the conditions in uh, Guatemala? Because I, I do think that that was one of the hardest seasons that they've ever done on Survivor. Oh, what I, I mean, it was it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. I mean, you literally, I think if I'm not mistaken, we could have started, the show could have started roughly at 3 p.m. Guatemalan time. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure what time it started, but it was probably later on in the day. And they made us trek 11 miles to get to the camp. I mean, the trek alone in that jungle and, you know, you, it started getting dark, I would assume, in, within two hours. So, I mean, pitch black laying out there and you're not sleeping, you're totally dehydrated, running through jungles and knocking trees down and, you know, trees are falling on people. And I mean, it was tough. Bobby John was passing out. You know, he, he was dehydrated. He fell. And then when I get back to camp, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that alone, that alone was like, whoa, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> right. And then I remember sitting up there because I, after I, after I puked my brains out, I went down and I didn't know that, that that river was infested with crocodiles. So I jumped off the boat for relief. I kind of got stuck in the quicksand over there. I tell you what, that's kind of where it started because I didn't feel anybody was trying to help me up or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like stuck in the quicksand. I looked over at the boat where all my tribe was. I'm like, wow, man. All right. This is how we're going to start here. Beautiful. But I tell you what, it was hot. It was tough. It was just insane. I mean, how hot it was and, and that trek and all. And so you had seen the seasons up until your season. So had had you watched Palau with Stephanie and Bobby John? So when you saw I watched them, them all. When you first saw them out, yeah, there, no. When you- life when when they came out, I was like, all right, well, these are the, this is an easy vote. Let's get rid of these two. I mean, that was everybody. I'm sure I thought was on the same page until they walked out. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Bobby John. It's, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? They were like, well, you know, half of the people there were like, oh, my God, this is, oh, my God. So me and Jamie, because when Jamie came into camp, we discussed it. He's like, Judd, who did you want to go first? And I'm like, as nice as he is, but Bobby John, I mean, he already played. But I tell you what, Bobby John and Stephanie did, Bobby John told me that his Palau was a day camp compared to what Guatemala was. Mm-hmm. He was like, this Palau was a day camp compared to this. I mean, this is, it was pretty grueling. I remember sitting there after the first day with uh, Blake. I was sitting on the ruin. I found shade every day. Yeah. So I was just sitting there looking down and seeing what's going on every day. I had in my head, I'm just kind of working things out around there. So he comes over to me and I believe it was the first day I think he wanted a reaction out of me. He's like, but I think he was serious too, because he was really hurting in that show. But um, he was telling me, he's like, Judd, I don't think I'm going to make this, man. He's like, I I don't think I'm going to do it. I I, I don't think I can do this. So I'm sitting there saying, all right, good. Perfect. That's another one gone. Because I guess he wanted me to almost say, yeah, man, I can't make it either, dude. And then he would have went back and been like, yo, I heard Judd say he can't make it. Let's vote him out. Uh-uh, buddy. I wasn't going that way yet. But I believe he really thought it was so tough way because he was really huffing and puffing it every day at camp. Right, right. Like he started breathing differently and he was hurting. 
But even wanting Bobby John and, and Stephanie out, Stephanie makes final two, and Bobby John stayed in until what? He was like in the 10th position right or out. something. I know. Well, they stayed in a long time. All right. All right. So now that you're so you're watching all the seasons, that's great. So let me go into this next question for you. Yes. So Stephanie and Bobby John were, were advisors in your game, but they were still playing the game. So have you seen where season 39 are going to have advisors in the game? That would be Sandra right. and Austin Rob, but they are not, but they are not playing. So this is my question. Who are you going to take advice from? Stephanie or Bobby John as advisors or Sandra or Boston Rob as advisors? Which one's going to help I you the most? I can pick any one of the four of them. Sure. Yes, you may. I would pick uh, Sandra. Okay. Why? I would pick Sandra because she's very outspoken. And I, I, I am too. So, I mean, she's outspoken. She says it the way it is. And, you know, if you don't like it, tough. And hopefully it falls my way. You know what I mean? Right. If you don't like what I said, hopefully everybody else would like it. If there's one or two people that don't like what I said, tough luck. Right. You guys are similar you know in mean? that neither of you hold back your opinions, you and Sandra. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She doesn't hold back and I don't hold back. And do you like the idea of there being coaches in a season who aren't playing and giving advice? Or do you like the idea of a Stephanie and Bobby John being there who have played before and are in the game like we saw in season 38 with David and Kelly Wentworth and Aubrey and Joe being back as players in the game with all these first time players? No, I mean, I don't like them. I mean, I'd rather just have somebody come back. I don't like them as coaches, though. I wouldn't want somebody telling me what to do because I don't know whether this person is trustworthy or do I believe what they're really saying. Well, I don't know. They might want somebody else to win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just because they want somebody else to win. I mean, they might be like, wait, all right, well, Judge said this or who said that. As coaches, I'm saying, because they played the game already. So it's, it's more of a mental game than anything. You know, I don't want somebody who's trying to coach me but doesn't really mean it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I might stab me in the back somehow. I'd rather play the game myself, you know, with somebody coming in that's already played. I don't mind that. But having one of them coach me, I don't know, man. Okay. Why? what do you think? Oh, I agree the exact same thing. I think all these A-type personalities are coming into the game to play, and here are these people trying to, to give them advice. I would think it would probably not be the greatest thing, but I'm sure it'll be great for TV. Don't you think, Rob? Uh, well, I, I think that those guys are going to be good TV no matter uh, what they do. It'll be interesting to see if people are going to push them back a lot uh, in terms of like, hey, uh, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be me. Yeah, I'm not listening to you, man. But I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, I wouldn't be that outspoken about it, but I try to keep it to myself as much as I can, but I'm still going to play, you know, the game that I feel that mm-hmm. I'm going to play. Sure. Without listening to the coaches. Well, I was never one to really listen to my coach back in the day anyway, so that would be easy for me not to listen to him. Yeah. Or my <laughs> teachers, so. So, Joe, you ended up voting for Danny to win, so she won 5-1 to one over Stephanie. Do you regret that vote at all? Or are you, if you could do it all over again today, would you still give your vote to Danny? I would. I mean, I, I, I definitely would. I mean, I, me and Stephanie became 
very good friends in the alliance that we would have. Like I said, we were both from the Northeast. It was easy for me and her to communicate about, you know, down the shore and certain things and foods and all. Taylor had making cheese sandwiches on the weekends, that, that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But, I mean, I kind of knew she, I just wish she didn't listen to Danny. You know, she should have been like, wait, judgment we for 33 days now. I'm not going to listen to Danny. For, you know, I, I was just telling Danny things just to make her feel good. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't mean any of it. I knew that I was with Rafe and like- Stephanie. So I was just upset that Stephanie chose to, to, to listen to her. Now, I was just saying anything Danny wanted to hear, but I really didn't, truthfully, didn't mean it at all. I mean, as I, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know. Danny came over to me and said, who are the two biggest threats here? And I was just going along with her. Now, for Stephanie, you know, she took her to a different level where she really believed everything Danny was saying, and I was pissed. Mm-hmm. But in the game... I was surprised, too, because me and Stephanie were tight. I mean, she was, you know, we were pretty tight. We had great talks, and she's a great girl. But I I guess, you know, when the game's over, you think more. But I I wouldn't have changed my vote, though, no. So, Judd, you feel like it was Danny that was the person that really uh, first put your name out there when you went home? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt in my mind. She orchestrated the whole thing. She ran right over to... to, uh, she ran right over to Rafe and, and Stephanie and said, yeah, you know, Judd thinks you're the biggest threat. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I was just talking to him. And, you know, of course, when you're in the game, you're going to be like, whoa, what? What? You know, it's the red flags go up. So it was definitely Danny that got in their head. No doubt about it. And another thing that I wish I would have done was take Rafe on the reward. So he get to see his mom. That was a big boo-boo I made. Mm-hmm. A big boo-boo. I wound up taking Cindy because she gave me the money to see my wife. But you know what? If I was ever to play again, I'm not going to wear my heart on my sleeve, man. I'm going in. I'm going in full force. I mean, I'm not. I'm playing. You know what I mean? I, 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 I was like, at the time, I was like, wow, wait. I have to bring Cindy. But then when I did it, I just didn't feel right. I was like, no, this was a bad move because now, mind you, I could have had Stephanie and Rafe. We could have talked about everything, and I could have told Rafe and Stephanie, listen, if they come up to me, I'm just going to say anything that makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. Okay? We're in a three alliance. We're the final three right here. Yeah. So, Judd, this is kind of important here. So you've known your wife since you guys were like five and six, five and seven years old. You've been married to her a long time. So she comes out there for the family visit. Um, and you've known her a long time, and I'm got to feel like you probably listened to what she says. She told me that she told you, you better get rid of that girl, Danny. You better I listen know. to me, and you, you better get rid of that girl, Danny, because she she said she won't look me in the eyes. And she said she won't look me in the eyes, get rid of her. And then it's so funny because in part of your bio, it says that you'll be the sole survivor because you can read and see through most people. Now, what right. you listen to your wife on this one? Uh, now, listen to this. I tell every all the guests that come in, you know, if they come outside and they're like, well, no, we go this way, we go that way, we do this. I say, listen, it cost me a million dollars by not listening to my wife. So whatever she says, trust me, it goes. And then they go into, well, what, what do you mean? 
I said, yeah. I said, my wife had told me, don't trust this girl, Danny. She's not looking at me. As soon as Kristen went home, that's when I went back and said something to Danny. So, yeah, it cost me a million dollars. i tell you what. I could have won that game. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Everybody that got voted out, like Hugaboom, Bobby John, Jamie, um, who else was voted out? No, Lydia was voted out after me. Um, who else was there? I already, I know I had the jury votes. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Yeah. Now, I was trying to play that game Lydia? like, save me. F- no, Lydia, Lydia went after me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lydia would have been tough. I probably oh, wouldn't have had Lydia's Lydia? vote. Right. I probably wouldn't have had Lydia's vote, but I would have had Cindy's vote. Because me and her, even though we never said it out loud to each other, let's make an alliance, we still was some way, shape, or form. Because when, you know, when Jamie and Stephanie would say something to me about Cindy, I'm like, no, no, we got to keep her around. I want at least one Nakoon person around me. Mm -hmm. And and they listened. They did it. But um, I had all of their votes. Every time somebody left, I don't know if they were just telling me that, but... Even Huggerboom, you know, I, I really hope you, when he shook my hand and said, and I knew Bobby John, me and him were tight, man. I knew he would vote for me. But I always tried to play the game later on, like, okay, I want these people to pretend like everybody hates me, so keep me around. I mean, don't you want me in the final three? Nobody's going to vote for me. But I knew I had all the votes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I, I think I did. <laughs> yeah. Cindy went right after you in the infamous car curse where Probst gave her the option give the other four remaining players a car or her keep her car would you if you had gone if she had gone before you and you had won the challenge would you have given the other fours a car the other four players a car or would you have taken your car and taken yourself home i don't know man that's a tough one i that's that's a million dollar answer right there Mm -hmm. i mean um i don't know I mean, the, 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 it seems easy to say, yeah, let's everybody get a car, but you never know in that game when you're going to go. So, you know what? I think I take my car and run. But that's the same chance I took by not taking Stephanie on my reward. I mean, by not taking Rafe on my reward. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I could have sat down with Rafe right, and Stephanie. Right. It would have been great. That was a big mistake. See, the re- I'll tell you what, the, the rewards you got to be really, really careful about. Right. I, I mean, it happens all the time. You just got to – those are the ones that – that 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 are a little, you know, that can throw your whole game off by taking like it threw my game off. Mm-hmm. But if you, as you watch it, you can see it happens quite often. It really can. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who you're going with, and I mean, you can't just take somebody because you and like them. That- That's not what the game's about. Mm-hmm. It's about right. winning a million dollars at the end. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you know what? You can still be these friends afterwards if they want. If they don't, they don't. But if you do, you do. Right, but it's a million dollars, and you know that's the only thing I thought about every day is, wow, it can change my life. Do you stay in touch with any others? I do. I talk to Jamie. I talk to Bobby John. Like I said, when they both call me, I have no idea at all what they're saying. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. they probably say the same thing about me. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's great. It's a great conversation of nothing. So I really, I see Jamie, what, a couple of years ago. <laughs> I saw Jamie in uh, Florida. Okay. And Hard Bobby John, his buddy came. Yeah. His buddy came to the hotel who we went on a cruise with, me, Bobby John, and, uh, well, a whole bunch of us went. But um, his buddy came by to see me, and I haven't seen him since the cruise about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then he called Bobby John, and I said, oh, dude, 
I said, I'm not going to understand the word he's saying, but give me the phone anyway. Let me try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try. And I tried. Sorry, Bobby John. I love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. You too, Jamie. Judd, would you play again? Oh, absolutely, positively. I would love to ever get the opportunity again. I would love to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like this game they're playing now is more, it's more like my game now. I mean, it's very ruthless and cutting and it's, 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 it's me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would definitely, I would love to get a shot at it. Well, you played when you were 34. So now you're what, right. about 48? How do you think your game would differ or would it be the same? You just play a little bit, like you said, you'd go for it. Yeah, I can't change me. I mean, I can. I, I would play the same game. I would be the same Judd. But like I said, I would make different choices about when I tell you I wear my heart on my sleeve. That's what I did in this game. I mean, I would make better choices like when it comes to rewards, when it comes to this, when it comes to maybe not telling somebody I shouldn't say if I won, you know, an idol or I got something. I would, I, I would just kind of keep it to myself, but like I said, you can't change me. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be Judd. I mean, yeah, but make different choices in the game. I would Judd. Have you had any close calls with casting where, uh, they were reaching out to you about a season where it just didn't work out? I had a couple close calls. I, I was, I had a close call. I think it was, uh, villains and heroes. um, and I believe another one was probably a blood and water type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, but it's been a while now. But, hey, ever given that opportunity again, I'm going in there guns blazing. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way uh, we would expect. So, Judd, you just mentioned blood versus water. So I don't know if a lot of people know this about you, but you have a identical twin brother. Correct? Oh, I love that. Oh, identical to the T. If you were to go out there, blood versus water, would you take your twin brother? And if if he played, would he do better than you, or do you think you would always do better than him? You know, when I came back from Guatemala, I, I, um, we were at one of our pubs or wherever we were at, and I remember coming back and seeing my family, but. When I was out in Guatemala, out of all of my friends, and he's not my friend, he's my brother, he's the only one I know that could have handled that mm-hmm. and did just as well as I did. Yeah. He, I, he's the only one out of my friends that, that just has that in him to, you know, just, just fight through it and, you know, all right, it is hot and, you know, this and that, but, you know, even the challenges and all. I mean, he's, he's an athlete too, so... Mm-hmm. I, out of everybody I know around here, he would have been the one that would have handled it the best. And that's why I would love if they ever had a blood versus water, he would be the first. I mean, I, I, cause I know he's, he's tough. I mean, I would love to play with him cause I know he's not going to give up either. Right. So that would be my choice would definitely be my twin brother. And they're identical. Can you imagine seeing Judd playing up there with his twin brother? How cool would that be? Yeah. That would be so neat. I, oh, that and would be awesome. I mean, when I tell you identical, I mean identical to the T. Yeah. Even with the way we talk, the way we act. I mean, it's it's like, 
if let's put it this way, if Timmy went into the game Survivor and nobody said his name was Timmy, they would all think it was me. <laughs> and the whole entire show. That's how yeah. much he looks and talks like me. Right. But when you went So you wouldn't know him. it was Timmy until the end of the show when they said, Oh no. That's not Judd, that's Timmy. <laughs> but Judd, when you went through casting for Blood versus Water, they wanted you and your wife, right? Not you and your brother? They they wanted my wife. Yeah. Which she at the time was eh okay, but it's her symptoms started coming on. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't have been a good candidate either because yeah. she has a blood disorder. So she's, she wouldn't have been a good candidate. But my brother, Rob and, and T-Bird, that would be excellent because he's such a competitor. Mm-hmm. And he's like me. He's just He says it the way it is. But, you know, you have to keep your mouth shut. But sometimes for me and my brother, it's a little hard. Yeah. yeah. But it would be absolutely amazing. I mean... Because I know he'd do very well, and I know I would. And like I said, we stick together. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. But if I did have to vote him out, of course I would. <laughs> wow. Of course, of course, of course you would. I want that million dollars, my man. Right. Judd, i got to ask you this. All right, I'm actually a twin as well. Now, we're not oh. identical. We're fraternal. Yeah, I have a twin brother. Right. So we are, and so right. my brother and I, Don, we're, we're 17 minutes apart. And I think I read that you and Timmy, you were the first one out, are two minutes apart. So this is my question. So you were named Judd Sergeant the Fourth, right? Judd Griswold. My middle and name Timmy, is Griswold. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Judd Griswold, Sergeant the Fourth. Sergeant. But Timmy. The fourth. Could, Sergeant the Fourth. But could Timmy have been, he came two minutes after you, couldn't he have been the fifth? I'm seriously asking this question because I really don't know. He's, I know he's not the fifth because I asked Kristen. But could he have been the fifth since he was right after you? You're going to name them both Judd? I'll tell you what I always think. I'll tell you what I always think. I, I, the fourth, the fifth. Why would t- how, how could he be the fifth? Let's see. i tell you what. I think that, I mean, they do say two minutes apart. But I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, who really did come out first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be Timmy right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but as of the fifth, I don't know why he's not the fifth. You know what I mean? Okay. That's how yeah, much alike we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why he's not. The, oh, wait, his name's not Judd. That's why he's not the fifth. Yeah. yeah. It's like a George Foreman thing if you start naming the kids all the same. <laughs> right. Name. Yeah. Uh, right. Can I ask you about your relationship with Margaret on the island? Because there was a, a lot of conflict between the two of you. One, one of my all-time favorite tribal councils in the history of the show was the, uh, you know, she says I have ADD tribal council. Uh, very, very exciting. Uh, it was uh, really, uh, it's a, uh, w- one of the craziest tribal councils I, th- I think that there ever was. Was your relationship with her as bad as it looked on the show? Yeah, we never, we never clicked. It was funny because she had ran down to me and said, all right, Judd, you know, we, we're not going to vote Brooke out because she's in our alliance. So I knew damn well I was going broke out. Now, that's basically the only time she really talked to me is when they wanted me to be on her side on her terms. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way it works. Yeah. I mean, you know, so she probably held a lot of resentment that I did vote Brooke out and she knew that, okay, 
this ain't working with Judd. So, you know, I better, uh, I don't know, we just never clicked. I mean, she would wake up in the morning, want to go fishing. I'm like, who the hell is this go fishing? I ain't going anywhere. I said, I'll go get the wood. And, you know, I was very helpful around camp. I did everything. Yeah. But I ain't going fishing anything. They would go fishing and catch these little tiny, they look like goldfish. And I was like, I need about 10,000 of them to feed me. I'm not eating one of them. The hell is one going to do for me? <laughs> Nobody ever caught anything in that river. Nobody caught anything. Yeah. Like, like I said, I think they caught two goldfish the whole time we were there. Right. That was it. But we never clicked, me and Margaret. We, we just never, we never, even in the coom. Yeah. We just ne- we never clicked. Hey, that's 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 life. I mean, you yeah. you get people that you know that that like and people that don't, and people you click with and people you don't. I mean, I wish you no hard feelings, but we just didn't click. Yeah. Did you ever have a, any sort of resolution after the season was over? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, like I said, no hard <laughs> feelings. I'm sure half of that fight was all made up by me anyway. <laughs> For I don't even remember saying I had ADD. <laughs> That could have opened. I think she might have said it once, maybe, and then, then I just blew it up to make it. Let's put it this way. She had to go. Mm-hmm. So you really she played that go. up at that tribal council to make sure that Margaret ended up going home? Oh, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. But but yeah, I'll tell you what. She fired me up. I'll give you an example. When me and Jamie won that reward that we had to push that ball around right. that was 500 pounds, I stayed in that challenge the whole time for my team. Because I knew I was going to be wanted. This is right up my alley. This is perfect. And then the reward was even better. It was beer and hot dogs and hamburgers and and uh, I forgot pickles or whatever the hell we had. So I um, what was I saying? I forgot <laughs> about how uh, Margaret got you really fired up. Oh, so after me and Jamie, because we performed quite well in that challenge. Yeah. So when it was over, yeah, of course we celebrated. You know, we celebrated. Like anybody that played sports, after a victory, you celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like the girls in the World Cup when she fake sipped the tea from the English. Right. And then Lapino giving the Superman type of thing going on. <laughs> yeah. But me and Jamie were very vocal, very happy, and she seemed to have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And she's, that's how that started. That's how it erupted when she says, oh, they have no sportsmanship or, or they have to their bad sportsmanship or something. I'm like, bad, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. Who had a hot dog and a hamburger today? You. Right. Thanks to who? Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I said, but me and Jamie, <laughs> no. Right. I, not at all. Not that, I mean, if I hit a home run, I'm not going to just be pissed off. I just hit a home run. I'm going to be psyched. I'll be doing backflips around those bases. Mm-hmm. But evidently, she thought otherwise. But, yeah, we just didn't click. That was it. Yeah. That was it. No big deal. No hard feelings, Margaret. <laughs> no hard feelings. I don't think she listens. Dad, how many times did you apply before you got on season 11? And what did you do for your audition tape? My audition tape was great. I mean, it was hilarious. Um, twice. Twice, I, uh, how many times? Twice, right? Yeah, two times. But the tape was great. What'd I went. I, I, I had to send the tape to to uh, Santa Monica, 
So I started here, and I pretend I rollerbladed all the way to Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. So I was on my rollerblades on the Pacific Coast Highway, and, <laughs> and welcome to Santa Monica. But then I was in the ocean. It was like December. I was swimming around the ocean in uh, in Malibu in December. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of a lot of funny stuff was on it. It, it was a cool tape. I enjoyed making it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Now, Judd, when we went back and watched your season, uh, we were really taken by – how many times uh, you said the word man in uh, all of Survivor Guatemala. <laughs> and my yes. uh, w- one of my co-hosts, Josh Wiggler, actually took account of how many times you said the word man in Survivor Guatemala. Do you have a guess how many times you said the word man in the entire season? From day one? Yes. From day one, I would say, man, 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 man. Probably about 50 times. In the episodes, just in what we saw on TV, you said it over 200 times. In one episode? No, in one, the whole show. The whole show. <laughs> oh, the whole how season. many? 200. What? <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. It was Timmy. Wow. That was Timmy. Is he Timmy. must have I said 30 of them. Yeah. Well, he came in the game. Nobody realized that. He came in the game. Like, I got a break, and then my brother came in, and he <laughs> finished it off. That's why he got voted out. That's why if they ask us to come back, I'm getting revenge on him. <laughs> uh, Judd, when you got voted out, that what you you know you called everybody scumbags and said, uh, I hope you guys uh, get eaten by a, a crocodile. Did you have that in the back of your head the whole season not at all yeah i couldn't believe i was going it just came out you know the best way to get voted out is getting blindsided because if you got to run around camp that could be a little i had no idea oh no that just came right up right away and mm-hmm. i meant it yeah i mean i, I tell you <laughs> I what it. i tell you what i would watch these shows like i watched it constantly and I, people would be almost like well good luck and i love you guys but you just got voted out of a million dollar show. That could change my life. Right. A million dollars. So over my dead body, am I going to turn around and say, you know what? Good game. Thank you, guys. Yeah. This was great. Thank you so much for voting me out of a million dollar show. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. Way yeah. to go, team. I mean, come on. So I never really understood that. But no, that was just the first thing that came to my head. That was it. I was devastated. I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was pissed. Chad, I know you already have a twin, Timmy, but who is your survivor twin? Who do you think is plays the most like your game and your personality that's played through, the, through all through all 39 seasons or 38 seasons up to this point? Oh, wow. I say that all the time because there's always somebody else that kind of does the same type of thing I do. But the last person that kind of reminded me, not a lot, though, just a little bit was, uh, God, there's so many. I always say, wow. But then if you watch a couple more shows, I'm like, nah, I probably wouldn't have done that. Um, I don't know, man. There's so many of them that it, it just, every time I watch it, that was me for a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's no longer me. Yeah. I don't so think I, I find judge. there's a me. I, let's put it this Jeff way. I find there's a me on every episode. And then when it <laughs> when it gets later on in the episode, it's not me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chad, 
How do you think Danny would do if Danny went back to play the game again? How do you think she'd do? Danny would do good. I mean, she's definitely an athlete. She has that going on. Mm-hmm. And the only thing with Danny, she's very quiet. And you don't know what she's what she's thinking at, at times. Like, you think she's on your side, but you never know if she is or not. You don't know what she's thinking. You know, you got to... You got to be on your your toes with her, mm-hmm. and you got to watch what you say to her. You got to watch what you say to her. She's not going to lie and construe a story like I might, mm-hmm. but you got to watch what you say to her because she might say something like she did with me, which was a good game move. I mean, that's what you do. That's how you win. But um, I think she would do well. You think she would establish eye contact? I think she would mm-hmm. definitely. I mean. I'm sure the guys are going to be looking at her anyway, without a doubt. Whoa. I mean, I know she's, I'm, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. she's a very attractive woman. Yeah. But I think, um, nah, I think she'll do well. Judge, I think she would do well. So uh, I have a question for you from one of our listeners. Uh, Gregory McBean wants to know about your role in uh, a guy named Zach Anner's video where you were looking for a rainbow bagel. Can you tell people yeah. what, what that, what that is? Because uh, somebody said that to I'll me. I'll tell you what happened. Now. Yeah. What is the, what's that about? I'll tell you what happened. I work in a hotel. I've been doing it for 30 years and I like to talk. I mean, I'll be talking to you and you know, I, and this guy came out every day with like a film crew and he was a handicapped guy and the, the crew would follow him around. I'm like, yo, who is this guy mm-hmm. to one of the camera crew? And he's like, a, he's a YouTube sensation. I was like, oh, wow. I said, that's cool. So they go upstairs and the, his girlfriend came back downstairs and she's like, Judd, she's like, is there any way we can use you in a, like a bagel? Like, we're going to have him go get a bagel in Brooklyn for you. And it's a rainbow bagel. And I'm like, absolutely. I would love to, you know, you know who cares? All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> and, um... They had called me back. It was two thirty. I worked until three, and they were in, they were in Brooklyn, and they were like, "All right, Judd, we're on our way back. Could you stay, uh, maybe an hour or so, and and you know we'll pay you." So I was like, "No." I said, "Listen, you're in Brooklyn now, and there was something going on, like the tunnels were closed and the subways. I don't know what happened that day, but it was bad." So I said, "Listen, you guys definitely ain't going to be back here in an hour and a half. You're mm-hmm. going to be back here in about four or five hours. Believe me." So they did come back, and she's like, oh, Judd, thank God you didn't stay. I said, we came back five hours later. You were right. I said, yeah, I know. But the guy was funny, man. He was just, uh, like I said, I just said, hey, who are you? And then they told me who he was, and that was it. Yeah. And he does have a lot of followers and listeners and so on and so forth. Yeah. Hey, back to the man thing. My buddy that owns a jewelry store right next to my hotel. (laughs) He um he was like, Judd, he's like, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what's up, Ariel? He's like, my friend, I believe she, his girlfriend, I believe she's from Singapore. I believe that's what he said, Singapore. I could be wrong. So he's like, Judd, you know, they got a name, a game named after you. And I said, what do you mean a game named after me? They're like, yeah, it's called the man game. And I was shocked when she said her favorite show was Survivor and her favorite contestant of all time. Now, she did Bangkok, I believe it was. I'm like, what? 
And she's like, yeah, you're her favorite survivor ever. And they named the game after you in Bangkok or Singapore, wherever that was, wherever his girlfriend's from. I'm like, get out of here. It's a drinking game? game. It's a drinking game. And you know what? I had a guest coming out. I didn't get to ask him exactly how the game works, but I'll let you know. Okay. Because it's a good drinking game. It's almost like probably beer pong or something, but it's with the name man in it. Okay. But when I get the when when I get the rules and everything, you'll be the first two I'll let know. Okay, yeah, let let us know exactly how the game goes and how it works and how you win and so on and so forth. I'll give you the rule book. Okay. Now you mentioned that uh, you uh, ended up getting involved with the uh, bagel video at work. Jordan Kalish wants to know: Do you get recognized from Survivor at work uh, a lot or ever? I tell you what. At first. I did, of course. It was it was new, and I was getting tips galore. I was really, yeah. you know, people like, wow. Because I didn't really, I never knew how many Survivor fans there were until I was off the show, and oh, my God, Survivor, oh, my God. Like, it was, you know, season 11. I mean, you know, now everybody, now it's like the biggest thing in the world, but it was back then, too. But yeah. people now are like, you know, and then I was getting real tips, and then it died down for a bit. But I'll tell you what, Rob and T-Bird, I can change that. $10 bill, that tip, into a 20 easily. All they have to do is mention the word survivor, and they already have the 10 in their hand, and I use it. I'll use it until I'm no longer working there, because <laughs> if I can change a 10 into a 20, you bet your sweet ass I'm going to do it. Yeah. So that's where the 10 goes, right into a 20. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. I said, yeah, when you're bored and, you know, at the airport or something, just just go on YouTube, and you can watch it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. All right. Don't give me something to do for two hours. All right. But then I, I, I do have to tell him, I said, listen, Survivor is a million dollar show. You're probably going to love to hate me like everybody else did. But that's okay with me because you see me in person. I'm a whole different, you know, this is for a million dollars. Right. So you're going to love to hate me. I can guarantee it. Chad, I bet you've built some amazing relationships being there over 30 years. Do you have any crazy, funny stories? And Kristen was telling me that Wanda Sykes comes and you guys are like really good buddies. Give me, just give us a really fun, good story. Well, I'm like the, I'm like the fun doorman. Like I just, you know, you know, these people are on vacation, so you got to make them happy. Plus, if you want a good tip, you got to make them happy. You got to work hard. You know, that's what. The way to make money is life is you, you got to work hard anyway. So Wanda is one of the people that come down the block she, after her run. She goes right up to Central Park. And for probably about maybe four or five years now, every time she goes back to a hotel where she's staying, she runs back and she's kind of slowing down a bit because her run is over. So I always, if she's in the mood for the run, I put my hand down low when she gets a low high five. And if she's in the mood to maybe talk and stop and <laughs> chat for a little bit, then we chat for a little bit. And then she goes on a merry little way. Mm-hmm. And then I think, what was it, a couple couple months ago, I was outside working the door, and some lady comes by, and she, I'm standing there talking to a guest or something, and it happened to be the guest's first time ever in Manhattan. So some lady walks by, and she takes all of her clothes off. Right in front of me. Whoa. Like everything came off. Yeah. And she was like 75 years old or something. <laughs> nothing against the 75-year-old, I'm just saying. Well, what was she doing? Not Nothing at all. Nothing. She just, these are the weird things I see outside my door. Was it a hot day? She was probably, 
It was hot, and she was probably, I'm sure she was mentally disturbed. I can guarantee that. Yeah. I'm sure it had nothing to do with me. I mean, Uh, you know, (laughs) she didn't know anything about me. She was just, these are the things I see at at work. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I'm going to get an Instagram today. Oh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I finally got rid of my flip phone, and I'm, I'm, I'm still... Devastated yep. that I yep. I got rid of it Monday last Monday no last Tuesday and I, I'm still heartbroken over it. Okay, what's the name? I'm gonna still be? heartbroken over it. What that? Do you, do you know what the name is going to be, or Kristen's going to uh, reveal it? What of my Instagram name? Yeah, so people can follow you. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah, I can. I'm sure I'll, I'll come up with it. Okay, all right. I don't know. I might make it short and sweet like scumbag or something. I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. If we'll you see what happens. That would be a good one. I think I can get it if CBS added. I'm sure we can get it. You can name it after the drinking game. They're naming after you the man game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to see the rules first though before I name it the man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll look into that too. Yeah. Oh no, that's. I didn't even know you needed a name. Dad, I know Kristen's going to be the one doing this for you. Tell her to do something like the Survivor Doorman or something like that. Wouldn't that be a good one? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I will. She'll get on the on in her brain, and we can start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Kristen's brain works in very mysterious ways. <laughs> she might just come up with something and be like, "Whoa, why the hell? Why that battery in your head's really working well today?" So we'll see. Yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I like it. The Survivor Dorman. Hey, Judd. Hey, Judd. Let me ask Yo. you a question. Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a flight attendant with Delta. Right. But sometimes, every now and then, I get called a stewardess, which is fine. Because, you know, we're kind of called stewardess and flight attendants. Really, flight attendant. But do you ever get called, or does it matter? Are they different, similar, or the same? The difference between a doorman and a bellman. No, nah, well, that, everybody thinks it's the same, but I'm I'm outside all day, and the the Bellmans are inside. But yeah, they do. I mean, I don't care. They can call me whatever they so want. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. No, no, no. When so you're inside, you're inside like, with a bunch of guys. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing a lot of work inside with the guests. I'm outside it. by myself on my own, so I can basically I got all Seventh Avenue down pat. I got 7th Avenue in lockdown when I'm at work. <laughs> I got all my restaurants. I got all my vendors. <laughs> yeah. I got my taxi drivers. I got everything set. Right. You're just out there high-fiving Wanda Sykes and watching the ladies take their clothes Oh, yeah. Oh, every day's an adventure out there. I tell the guests, every day in Manhattan is a different adventurous day. Mm-hmm. There'll never be two of the same days when you're in Manhattan. Everything is different. It's great. I love what I do. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be there for 30 years if I didn't. You guys got to come and visit me. Wellington Hotel, 55th Street, 7th Avenue. Right smack in the heart of Manhattan. You got Central Park four blocks away, and you got Times Square, which is about nine blocks away. So I'm right smack in the middle. Yeah. Well, Judd... I come out and I do the Survivor podcast in Manhattan, uh, you know, at least once a year. Oh, you got to hit me up. Yeah, we got to get you out there to come out. To come out and then I also the work at a, at a bar. Yeah. I'm a bouncer at the Irish pub. Okay. Which is right there on the weekends. And whenever there's a fight or 
or uh, oh, wow. whenever there's a big fight or New Year's Eve, I've been doing it. For, I've been doing it for about 15 years, but so you guys come by over there and see me too. Okay, we'll keep in touch. We'll get you all of the uh, the info. Well, you guys are awesome. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you guys thinking about me. Rob, I can't believe I'm your number three, my man. I, uh, I feel so important right now. You have no idea. Yeah, you... you I feel no, so important. Yeah. yeah, good. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you uh, had some time to talk to us. Well, I'm glad that I talked to you. Judd, you didn't hear what he said. You What's weren't, that? You weren't his number three. You were one of three. You weren't you weren't his number three. You were one of three, and he just said he thinks you were number one, and I think you were too, his number one. Yeah. Oh, yes. that is absolutely awesome. I really appreciate that. You have no idea. Yeah. And if anybody in production is listening, Judd, please a, give yeah. me another shot, my friends. <laughs> give me another shot. I can really yes. use that money too. That million dollars would be sweet right about now. We want to see it. Yes, and I you know what I appreciate. You guys wanting to see me back because uh, I, I will. Uh, I'll make you proud, my man. I'll make you proud. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Deeper, did you have anything else you <laughs> wanted to ask? Can you imagine the number of fans that are going to be running by to see him there at the Hotel Wellington since he's right out there? Yeah, people are going to stop. Are going to door? Pop in now. That's all right. Come by. Hey, yeah, every, the, the more the merrier. Hey, Judd. Let's, let me finish yes. up with you. I've got a rapid fire. I've got a rapid fire. I'm going to ask you 10, 10 questions really quick. 10 questions. First response. Okay. We're gonna, no, well, they're, too, they're just the, the rapid fire. Okay, okay, you ready? The first yep. thing that comes out of the two is like steak or pizza? Pizza. Beach or mountains? Beach. Football or baseball? Football. Are you Jets or Giants? I am. You know what? I grew up a Houston Oilers fan. So Earl Campbell was my idol. I was a fullback in high school. Mm -hmm. He was my idol. So they, of course, the Houston Oilers are no longer there. So now I'm a Titan fan. But I'm really not. I'm more of a football fan now. But if I have to root for the Jets or the Giants, I root for both of them. Okay. All right. New York Yankees or New York Mets? Last one. Yankees. Yeah, you're a big Yankees fan. Okay. Because you know Rob's a big Mets fan. I know. But I don't hold it against him. Yeah. No, I'll tell you why it hurts. I like the Mets too, but they just have a way. The season sounds so good before they start, and they always kick ass like the first 10 games. Everything's on, and then bam, it it just. I hope the second half they pick it up. I really do. I'll be rooting for the Mets for the second half. Go ahead, rapid fire. Yeah, it might not be till 2020. (laughs) Yeah, okay. You say that every year. (laughs) I know. Okay. Did you know the Braves are in there? Oh, the so Braves. Uh, God, here we go. Hey, you know who uh, my favorite pitcher was, though? Uh, who? Rocker. Remember Rocker? Remember yeah. the Rocker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you like him on Survivor? Remember he had the problem with the Mets fans? Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> the seven train. Yeah, the Rocker. Did you like him on Survivor? I did. Yeah. I did. I did like him. I did like him on Survivor. I thought he was... Uh, Is he a villain? He reminded me... Yeah, you know what? He's one, too. Like, he reminds, he was reminding him of me, <laughs> the, the way I was playing at first. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example, the Rocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rocker. It's a brave picture. Here we go. Okay. Was Rocker a, vi- was Rocker a villain? Did he turn out to be a villain? Yeah, he was, yeah, uh, he was, kind, he was kind of a villain on this show. But everybody that played yeah. with him, they said that they, uh, for the most part, they all uh, thought he was a nice guy uh, off the show. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a nice guy off the show. I wouldn't be doing the hotel business for 30 years. I mean, imagine every guest checking in. Oh, dude, you didn't tip me. Wow, what a scumbag you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't say that. Right. I can say that on Survivor, but I can't say it at work. Okay. It would be great every time I got stiff to say that, though. Mm-hmm. I would love that. <laughs> but go ahead, T-Bird. That's it. Yeah. I can take All right. I think I'm thrilled. This has been fantastic. Well, you guys are absolutely awesome, yeah. and I really appreciate I really appreciate it. Okay. And if there's anything else I can do for you, Rob, when you're coming into the city, please let me know. Okay. We're going to do You got show my number now. And T-Bird, same for you. Very good. Okay. You can count on T-Bird, that. same for you whenever you're uh, in New York. All right. We're going to look for that Instagram. Yes. Yeah. I will. You know what? I had promised Kristen's sister, Claudine, that I would have it hooked up by midnight tonight. Okay. So I still have, by, by before tomorrow, I told her. All right. So she's looking forward to it. And we're going to sit here for the next four hours and think about a name, me and Kristen. All right. When you have it, you let yeah. us know, okay? We'll get it out there. Thank you so much, my hey, man. Judd. Hey, Judd, yes. tell Kristen I'm going to text her. I'm going to text her a couple of names that are coming for your Instagram. Tell her I'm going to text her when we have <laughs> Oh, you know what? Okay. Good. Do that. Do that. If Yeah, because I'm sure there's going to be a cool cool names floating around. Yeah, do that. Do that. Okay. All right. Okay. That would be awesome. 100%. Judd, thank you so much. Best to you and Kristen. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank okay. you and T-Bird. I really appreciate it. All right. Hope to talk to you again soon. And you guys you keep good. in touch, man. Keep in touch. We will. Okay. All right. Take care. Don't God. be a bunch of scumbags <laughs> and don't keep in touch. Keep in touch with me. You got it. Okay. All right, Judd Griswold, Sergeant the Fourth. <laughs> okay. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, baby. Bye-bye. There you go. There you go, T-Bird. We got him. Uh, awesome. Yeah, T-Bird. How about that? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Rob. So I've been trying to contain my excitement. I've been trying to contain my excitement. I've been, this was a huge, I was, I've been so excited. Yeah. I tried not to talk over him too much or you either. So I, but I was so excited. I couldn't stand it. Okay. So, well, that was, awesome. uh, that was a great one. Really fun to uh, catch up with Judd. Uh, T-Bird and I uh, still have a little more wrap up to do, but uh, let me just take a moment and uh, one more time. Mention our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Uh, this episode of the podcast is uh, brought to you by DC Universe, the ultimate DC membership for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com to dive into Young Justice Outsiders, the return of the fan favorite animated series. Once you catch up on part one, start streaming new episodes of part two every week in July and August to watch DC's most iconic young superheroes and other brand new characters discover their unique meta powers and special abilities while they face the new threat of meta trafficking and an intergalactic arms race for control of these super powered youth. That sounds intense, right, T-Bird? Very yes. Enjoy Young yeah. Justice Outsiders, as well as other DC original series like Titans and Doom Patrol, over 20,000 comics and tons of animated films and classic DC movies on the Ultimate DC platform, which is available on your favorite devices. Sign up now at dcuniverse.com slash join. Okay, T-Bird. Uh, we talked to Judd. All right, now you've got, I've got the question. Okay. I've got a good. I've got the question. You know how I got to teach yes, you something. Yes, please. I got one short little question. So this is it. 
Okay. I can't believe nobody, nobody called me on this one. Nobody called me out on this one. So the theme song that we've got, we're talking with T-Bird, of course, comes from the group Leonard Skinner, right? Yes, yes. So I was saying that Leonard Skinner was, I was all excited, yelling out that Leonard Skinner was from Georgia. Yes. Right? So I was, I was incorrect. And not one single person, probably because they couldn't, they didn't even want to think about me singing the theme song. They just kind of let that just drift away. But Leonard yeah. Skinner, this is the question. Where is Leonard Skinner from? Not Georgia. Yeah. And so answer that first. Who is okay. Alabama? That's not from, no, they're from Jacksonville, oh, Florida. Oh, okay. my gosh. I should have. I should have asked Kristen, Judd's wife, because all of Kristen's family is down in Jacksonville, Florida. So I should have asked Kristen that question. Mm -hmm. And they they started in 1964. Their original band name was My Backyard. But in 1969, they became Leonard Skinner. All right, this is the only other question I'll ask you. They were actually inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame March of 2006. Here's the second part of the question. Okay. Who is the only who is the only remaining band member in Leonard Skinner? Uh Tipper, I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you one person time. in Leonard Skinner, let alone uh the Yeah. Yeah, you could you know Ronnie Van Zant. No, I don't. Ronnie Van Zant. Well, yeah. I guess you don't since I know, we, I guess I know I Steven either, Van Zant. Leonard Skinner was from Okay. No, that's not it. Yeah. That's not right. Okay. That's okay. All right. So, so then it's Gary. It's Gary Rossington. For all you Leonard Skinner fans that didn't hear our last podcast last time yet, and they're from Jacksonville, Florida. So that's that on that. Not Georgia, mm-hmm. although Jacksonville's pretty close to Georgia. Pretty close. Yeah. All right. That's that on that. That's that's it. Just Leonard Skinner. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Just Leonard Skinner. T Bird, how's your summer going? Oh, I did have a funny thing. It's going good. It's it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm enjoying these podcasts. I get so excited that we're finding these these old school players. I'm so hey, let me ask you this. This is a quick question I ask you. Old school players now, well now we're up to season forty. So mm-hmm. are we saying old school is like season one through twenty? Or are old school gonna be just like season one through eleven or twelve or fifteen? I mean, Where's the cutoff for old school? So I, I how think do we know this. I would say really old school is before the first All Stars. Uh, that's uh, really old school. Uh, but I think that you could probably uh, still qualify old school or classic players as uh, before Heroes versus Villains. All right, so I because wouldn't you say Judd Griswold Sergeant the fourth? Yeah, you know that he's season eleven. I'd say I'd say Judd is old school. He's old school. He's old. He's old school. I, I I wouldn't say he's a real real old school. I I think that that's probably you know the first seven seasons before they got to the All Stars, but definitely season eleven is, is old school enough. Okay. Like okay, you're real. You're so real too. old school, T. Bird. I got this. Well, you are too. Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, yeah. We're we're OGs. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. We're OG. Yeah, we are OGs. <laughs> hey, and this is another thing I thought was so cute. So I got this this fun little tweet from uh, Gordon Shoop. I gotta say his name because it's so cute. Gordon Shoop. He's at G Force underscore eighty four. Mm-hmm. Gordon. 
So Gordon sends me this message earlier today, which ironically, I had the popcorn popper out, popping my popcorn because I had a lot of nervous energy today because I was so excited about us talking to Judd. And I knew that Judd was a good one for you, that you really liked him. And I, I knew I was making you happy and that made me happy. So Gordon sends me this message and he wants me to recommend a good popcorn popper for him because he wants to replace his mm-hmm. current model. So I sent him a picture of my popcorn popper and it's a mess. I actually got it. I got it from the Salvation Army. So if you look at a picture there, you can see my popcorn popper. It's real old. And I got it from the Salvation Army and the sticker, the Salvation Army sticker still mm-hmm. on there where I got it. Tops, the top's broken off where popcorn flies. About 75% will go in the bowl. The other 25% shoots out into the kitchen. So anyway, I can't recommend a popcorn popper, but I say just find you one that's a okay. lot of fun. All right. Well, T-Bird, uh, you've done it again. Congratulations on another Talking with T-Bird. You're, you're on welcome. fire. What is this, the fifth one that we've done? Yeah. I had to do the bell. I know I've got, a, I've got a hold back on this bell, but yeah, but I'm telling you, for me, I was so excited when, when I finally got to Judd. Because like I said, you know, he's one that, that I've been working on since yeah. we started. And... So many people, the amount of fans that have mentioned him, again, he's one of the top, one of the top guys that get mentioned every time. So this is really good. I'm glad you fit it in. I know you're really crazy busy this week. Thank you so much. Because when we had him, when we got him and he committed, I wanted to get him ASAP because I didn't want anything to change. You know, when you got one on the line, pull it out. All all that can happen is they can wriggle free. Pull it out. Get it in. That is yeah. exactly right. Exactly. So, you know, we had him hooked. We just had yeah. to get him in the you boat. Know, and we got him in the boat. The thing or two about going down to the worm bed, getting that fish on the line, and then <laughs> pull him in. You don't wait That's around. Right. right. That's right. Hook line That's right. Okay. That's right. And T-Bird, Absolutely. are the rumors true, without, without saying exactly who we're talking to, that you've already got interview number six uh, almost ready to go? Oh. Yes. And, and, and yes, yes. And another time too. I mean, we've got, we've, yes. Okay. All yes. right. Yeah. Don't say, I don't say in, too much because in I case don't, they wriggle I don't free. Wanna, right. Yeah. Because I, I know, and, and, and I don't want that to happen. So my fingers are crossed because they are going to be awesome as well. There is going to be great. And I know again, this one that we've already got, you know, this taking the bites, this nibbling at our bait. A lot of people have wanted to hear from this particular person also. So another very popular one that I know that the listeners are going to love. Okay. Absolutely love. All right. Follow. This is going to be a great follow at T-Bird Cooper. Uh, when we get Judd's Instagram, we'll let you know as well. And now, of course, uh, thank you so much to the patrons of Rob is a podcast. We make all of this podcasting possible. Find out more about everything we're doing behind the scenes of Rob is a podcast at Rob has a website dot com slash patron. And now to take us out from Jacksonville, Florida, here's the song that closes out the show. It's the music of Leonard Skinner, but the lyrics of uh, Teresa T. Bird Cooper, the first.